You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Happy Friday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines, and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, I release an updated NFL mock draft ahead of the scouting combine. Plus, I'll provide in-depth analysis for each pick of the first round. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs coming to you live on this Friday, February 22nd. Can you believe it? We are a week out from the scouting combine. Looking forward to getting into some of those storylines. As we know, every single year, there are new rumors being tossed around out there by executives, by agents. I've been talking with NFL agent Justin Van Volpen. I've had him on the show a couple of times, and he's always reiterated to me that the week of the combine is where a lot of business gets done as far as discussing some of the top free agents, what their market could be. We know Antonio Brown, the Steelers are going to gauge his trade value during the week. Grady Jarrett, all the franchise tag. Eligible players will be in contract discussions. 
with their respective teams, big decisions being made behind closed doors. This is an exciting time, ladies and gentlemen. And on that note, I got another NFL mock draft. I released my NFL mock draft 1.0 a couple of weeks ago. And now it's time to unveil the second edition of my mock draft. As new rumors have come afloat and different players have increased their draft stock while a couple of others have maybe faltered a little bit. So I'm going to reflect those trajectories in today's mock draft so i'm gonna get rolling here with you on the clock first overall the arizona cardinals this pick does not change for me as long as the cardinals hold on to that number one overall pick now i understand there's been buzz about Cliff Kingsbury going after Kyler Murray, number one overall, especially since the last time I released my first mock draft. That's when Murray, that same afternoon after I had published it, he announced his intention to pursue an NFL career over baseball. So he is firmly in the pool and will be participating at the Combine. Now, to what extent, we're not exactly sure as we heard that he may not throw. So we'll see. Nonetheless, Kyler Murray to Arizona. As long as he's in the NFL draft pool, that is a possibility. We've seen crazier things happen but then the Cardinals come out and Kingsbury expresses his confidence in Josh Rosen along with Bidwell. And so you know that they're trying to be as vocal as they can. Then you got other people saying, well, they're just trying to build a smokescreen. However you want to slice it, I don't think Kyler Murray will be in Arizona next year. So I think they still go with Nick Bosa, the defensive end out of Ohio State. This guy has been the consistent number one overall pick. Now, I have seen a couple of mock drafts with Josh Allen going number one or Quinnen Williams, or I've seen some proposed trades that have teams such as Jacksonville or the New York Giants taking a quarterback number one overall. But as it stands, as I do not have any proposed trades in my mock drafts, it just gets a little bit too bogged down. I have Nick Bosa going to the Cardinals, playing in Vance Joseph's defense, and he's going to give Arizona another dominant edge rusher to pair with Chandler Jones to get after those potent offenses, especially in their own division of the NFC West. Now number two, the San Francisco 49ers. I really feel like San Francisco can take this pick in many different directions, and yes, even including a possible trade-down scenario. But Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, these guys are aggressive when it comes to the NFL draft, which just makes me believe that they're going to stand in there, and they're going to take the best player on their board. And in this case, I think it's Josh Allen out of Kentucky. I had them taking Quinnen Williams' last mock draft. But I think I've shifted toward Allen because I know that this league 
is driven on pass rushers. We've seen the impact a player like Khalil Mack has had for the Chicago Bears, and we all saw how non-existent Oakland's pass rush was without an edge rusher that was able to get home and generate consistent pressure on the quarterback. If you're San Francisco, I know they've invested a lot of top picks on that defensive line to Forrest Buckner, Eric Armstead, Solomon Thomas. But let's throw another one in the hat. It's Allen this time around. He brings more versatility, 6'5", 260 pounds, high-level athlete who should thrive at the combine. He dominated in the SEC. Speed, length, and power, those are the traits that NFL evaluators are looking at in today's NFL. He fits the mold, and San Francisco adds yet another vital piece to what is amounting to be a pretty dangerous defense to go up against on a week-to-week basis. Now, number three, the New York Jets. I have them taking Quinnen Williams, DT, out of Alabama. I understand the Jets' edge rusher is their top priority, but sitting there at three, and unless they move back, The only other two needs that I can see them addressing is offensive line, which I think that's too rich to take one there, or wide receiver. But look, this Jets team, they're entering free agency with a ton of money, over $100 million in available space. So I think they are going to be able to address their edge rusher need for Greg Williams' defense, whether that be Dante Fowler or one of these defensive ends that ends up hitting the open market, maybe Frank Clark, maybe Demarcus Lawrence, and how about a name like Ziggy Ansah, who looks like he's going to be moving on from Detroit. So there are options out there in the open market for New York to address, which makes me believe that they'll take Williams to pair with Leonard Williams. So Williams duo there in New York, that's going to be something special if those two get to line up next to each other in Greg Williams' aggressive defensive scheme. Now, Oakland at four, I have them taking Sean Gary, defensive tackle out of Michigan. I had Devin White penciled in here, the linebacker out of LSU. But the more I think about it, Gary is just so valuable to NFL teams. He lined up all over the field for the Wolverines. 6'5", 280-pound frame. He'll fit well in Paul Gunther's scheme. And he's also versatile enough to bump down to a nose tackle. And he could also consider dropping some weight and moving out to defensive end in some packages. He can be a true stand-up edge. He's a good run stuffer. Good at getting after the quarterback. Athleticism is there. He makes too much sense for the Raiders at number four. Number five, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them selecting Greedy Williams. The lanky corner out of LSU. He's a 6'3 cover man. Excellent length. Now he's going to have to prove that he can run. He can twist those hips down the field in Indianapolis next week. But as long as he checks off those boxes, I think Tampa Bay will finally have a young lockdown cornerback 
for Todd Bowles to utilize there in Tampa. Number six, the New York Giants. No change here for me. I have them taking Dwayne Haskins, quarterback out of Ohio State. This is a match made in heaven, and I would not understand it if the Giants are sitting there at six and they were to pass on Haskins. I'm sure for one, the Giants fan base would go riot the streets of New York. And two, Dave Gettleman may be put on the hot seat for passing up a player the caliber of Haskins considering their need for a young quarterback to move this franchise in a new direction. I understand Haskins only has 14 career starts under his belt, but if they want to hang on to Eli Manning, Haskins can sit behind him for a couple of games and then take over an offense that would be an absolute nightmare to defend against that already has Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr., Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. So I have Haskins going to the Giants. Number seven, I have another shakeup here. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars still taking a gunslinger, but it's not Daniel Jones like my first mock draft. I have them taking the wild card quarterback out of Oklahoma and the Heisman winner, Kyler Murray. This guy is a dynamic athlete. Now, a lot of people are very interested to see how tall he's going to come out there at the Combine. Murray says he's 5'10". I don't think he weighs much more than 180 pounds, but this guy is a special player because of his ability to be a threat in the run game. And if you watch his tape at Oklahoma, he can make just about every single throw in the book. And here's where it gets interesting because I know Tom Coughlin is there in Jacksonville and he likes the prototypical quarterback, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". But what happens if John DeFilippo, who's now the offensive coordinator there, is able to convince the Jaguars' ownership and Tom Coughlin that Kyler Murray is a part of the new trend of NFL quarterbacks. You know you have Leonard Fournette, the bell cow running back there. You have a couple of young emerging wide receivers and Keelan Cole, Dede Westbrook. So I think this is a fit. Jacksonville, they bolstered that offensive line. I like what Murray could bring to the Jaguars if he's given that opportunity. Then you look at that defense that already has elite talent. Jacksonville could take over the AFC if they decide to pull the trigger on Kyler Murray at 7. Number 8, I have the Lions taking Montez Sweat, the defensive end out of Mississippi State. He was one of the most impressive players at the Senior Bowl. He's got speed. He's got power. The Lions are going to need a new edge rusher, especially with Ziggy Ansah likely departing the franchise. He fits all their needs under Matt Patricia and Paul Pasquale there in the Motor City. Number nine, I still have Andre Dillard, the offensive tackle from Washington State, slotted to the Bills. They need to really focus on protecting Josh Allen, who had to run for his life many times this season. Dillard, I think he's the best offensive tackle in this year's draft class. I think he'll further prove that at the combine when he checks out in all the measurables and all the drills. Number 10, the Denver Broncos. 
They agreed to acquire Joe Flacco from the Baltimore Ravens a couple of weeks ago. And so that has many people thinking that they're going to stray away from picking a quarterback early. I choose to believe that John Elway is still going to go after Drew Locke in the draft. We all know how highly he views Locke. We saw it at the Senior Bowl. And you know what? Flacco, he's 34 years old. I mean, this guy's not going to be the long-term answer for the Denver Broncos anyways. He's just going to serve as a bridge quarterback. So they're going to have to identify their quarterback of the future at some point in time. And while you're picking at number 10 overall, why not take the guy that your general manager believes can thrive at the next level? And that is Drew Locke. So I have him. Coming off the board at number 10 overall. Number 11, the Cincinnati Bengals. I have them taking Devin White, linebacker out of LSU. The versatile backer that is the clear-cut linebacker in this year's draft class. I put him over Devin Bush, and I don't even think it's close. This guy brings leadership. He brings playmaking skills. He's a ball hawk, toughness. Grittiness, this is something that the Bengals are going to need to establish with a new coaching staff there in Cincinnati, especially with Vontez Burfick's future playing career in question due to those head injuries. Now to the Green Bay Packers at number 12 overall. I have them taking an edge rusher, Ja'Kai Polite, out of Florida. And it's possible that when you watch Polite on film, You see a lot of similarities to Clay Matthews, who's the Packers' all-time sack leader. Both somewhat are undersized. They're slippery. They're explosive in short areas, bendy around the edge, and they also have fantastic body control and a relentless motor. So this is why I think Polite makes the most sense for the Green Bay Packers at number 12 overall. Number 13, the Miami Dolphins. I still have them taking Ed Oliver, the dominant defensive tackle, out of Houston. I understand the Dolphins, they have to address the quarterback position. But as it's been stated several times this offseason, Chris Greer, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, they really like the quarterback prospects coming out of the 2020 NFL Draft. So I feel like they're going to wait a year. They're going to acquire maybe a bridge quarterback in free agency or through the trade market. They're going to have plenty of options. Nick Foles being one of them. Tyrod Taylor. We'll see. Maybe Case Keenum. But I think Oliver is too enticing to pass up. Brian Flores, he's a defensive-minded head coach. He understands the importance of having a player that can really just wreck games similar to Aaron Donald and slotting in a player of Oliver's caliber who can play some defensive tackle. He can be kicked out to defensive end. I think that is just too valuable of a commodity for a young Dolphins team to pass up. 14, I have the Atlanta Falcons going at another edge rusher here to pair with Tack McKinley. And who knows what Vic Beasley's future is there in Atlanta as he's been mentioned as a possible release candidate this offseason due to his underwhelming performance. I have them taking Cleveland Farrell out of Clemson. 
Farrell is unlikely to test in the range of Josh Allen or Nick Bosa, but he comes into the draft as one of the most NFL-ready pass rushers. He's long, physical, and he's got a motor that runs hot on every single down. I think he will fit Dan Quinn's defense exceptionally well. Now to 15, the Washington Redskins, another team that can go a variety of different ways. I have them taking a quarterback. I had Kyler Murray going to them in the first mock draft, except this time I have Washington taking Daniel Jones, the quarterback out of Duke. There were reports that Washington inquired about trading for Joe Flacco before they sent him to Denver. So you know that the Redskins are clearly in the market for a quarterback considering Alex Smith and the unlikeliness of him playing in the 2019 season. Daniel Jones played well at the Senior Bowl. He won the MVP award during the game. And I just feel like coming from... David Cutcliffe's program at Duke, who is known for his work with both Peyton and Eli Manning in college, I think that's going to be a big factor in a team like Washington going with Jones and hoping that he can develop into their long-term answer at the position. On to 16, the Carolina Panthers. I have them taking a linebacker to replace Thomas Davis. Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. They had already informed Davis, the veteran, that they were moving on and would not be re-signing him in free agency. And so with a player like Bush, he can join an already athletic linebacking core that has Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson, who are two other linebackers that can run from sideline to sideline. Bush just makes a lot of sense there for the Panthers, who are really embracing the young movement, the young culture on defense. I can see them going edge rusher as well. But Devin Bush and the type of playmaker that he can evolve into just makes perfect sense for the Carolina Panthers. 17, the Cleveland Browns. I still have them taking Jonah Williams, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Some still regard him as the best prospect in this year's draft class at offensive tackle. I think that's Dillard from Washington State. But as I've talked about, the Browns need to keep Baker Mayfield upright. I know they like Greg Robinson, who stepped in and was solid in 2018. But I feel like Robinson at this point is nothing more than a band-aid. They need to fix this and make it a long-term matter. And this is where Williams comes into play 18, the Minnesota Vikings, we know that they need help on that offensive line. Give me Dalton Risner, the offensive tackle from Kansas State. I had the pleasure of interviewing Risner on this very podcast a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic person. He's got a good head on his shoulders. And if you watch his tape, this is a guy that just mulls defensive linemen Puts them on the ground. And Risner said it himself. He's got position flex. He played center. He can play guard. And so Minnesota, who's looking for an offensive lineman to come in and just make their unit better as a whole, Risner is the guy to get that done. And so that's why I think the Vikings will turn in his card when it comes on draft day. 19, the Tennessee Titans. I have a little bit of a shakeup here for my first mock draft. 
I have them going with Marquise Brown, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. I had Jeffrey Simmons slotted here. We know Simmons suffered a torn ACL, so that's likely going to drop him out of the first round, especially considering his off-the-field issue that barred him from testing at the Combine anyways. But look, we know the Titans have long been rumored to be in the receiver market. They were thrown in the mix when Jarvis Landry was being shopped around. They want to look for another dynamic receiver to pair with Corey Davis. And I think Brown, who's an electric athlete, the number one wide receiver in this class. I know he's not going to be able to participate at the Combine or his pro day because of a list frank foot surgery but that should not change his draft stock i believe this is the range he'll come off the board anyways i think the titans go ahead and take brown and give marcus mariota another threat to throw the ball to in tennessee 20 the pittsburgh steelers i still have them taking byron murphy the corner out of washington as previously stated, this guy's an aggressive player, 5'11", doesn't have that oversize at 6'1", 6'2", but he does have the electric playmaking ability to show up, to track down routes, and make game-changing plays. Pittsburgh certainly needs more of that in their secondary. 21, the Seattle Seahawks, I have them going with an edge rusher, Brian Burns out of Florida State. We know Frank Clark and that situation is up in the air and all indication is that they're going to place the franchise tag on him to keep him for at least another season. But that price tag could get Seattle thinking twice about retaining a guy like Clark, which is why I think they may go edge rusher here at number 21 overall. Burns, he's 6'5", 245 pounds, so he may need to add some weight to his frame but he has all the tools to win with speed and flexibility. I believe he fits Ken Norton Jr.'s scheme very well. That's a nice fit right there. 22, the Baltimore Ravens. I have them taking a wide receiver, but I'm changing it. This time, I have him selecting DK Metcalf out of Ole Miss. The Ravens, they need to help Lamar Miller, and with Metcalf, who's got that six foot four, 230 pound frame, he will be able to help put up some impressive numbers in the passing game. He should be able to increase his value at the combine once he tests well in the 40. He missed the majority of his 2018 season with that neck injury, but he has been cleared for football activities. So that is definitely going to help his cause in going at the end of the first round. He only got 67 passes at Ole Miss, but he is a true big play threat. Do not let his size fool you. He can run down the field, and giving Jackson a target of that magnitude, I think should be atop the list of priorities for new GM Eric DaCosta. 23, the Houston Texans. I have them taking Cody Ford, the offensive tackle slash guard out of Oklahoma. Deshaun Watson, we all know he needs better protection as the Texans offensive line gave up a league-high 62 sacks in 2018. 
So Houston will look to improve the offensive line here with a player like Ford who can play both guard and tackle, strong run blocker, sturdy pass protector. This guy fits and checks all the boxes there for the Texans. 24, the Oakland Raiders via Chicago. I have them going with Gary at number four, and I have them taking a corner here in DeAndre Baker out of Georgia. Baker, this guy has been a standout there in the SEC. He's registered 116 total tackles in 51 games played at Georgia. Seven interceptions, 24 pass breakups, two forced fumbles. He was the highest graded SEC cornerback in 2018 on his way to a 40.2 passer rating against him when targeted in coverage. I really believe that this guy has made a strong case to be the top corner taken in this year's class. Now, will it happen? Probably not because a guy like Greedy Williams, who flashes a little bit more, may get the edge over him. But at 24 overall, the Raiders ought to be thrilled about getting a player the caliber of DeAndre Baker to solidify that secondary. 25, the Philadelphia Eagles. I have them taking Trayvon Mullen, the corner out of Clemson. The Eagles are looking to solidify their back end as well with Ronald Darby entering free agency. Sidney Jones battling injuries. Mullen has the size and the speed to develop into a top-like corner in Jim Swartz's defense. Now at 26, the Indianapolis Colts. I have them taking an interior defense alignment for Matt Eberflus's 4-3 scheme. Christian Wilkins out of Clemson. He started the season with a second-round grade in my board, but the more tape that I've watched on him, it's becoming more clear that he is just a disruptive force as an interior pass rusher, excellent leader in the locker room, very productive, and his character adds up to a very well-rounded first-round grade. This is where I think Indianapolis can just add more assets to that defensive line. New pair Wilkins next to Danico Autry and Margus Hunt. That's, of course, if they re-sign him. The Colts, they'll add another versatile player to that front seven. 27, the Raiders are on the clock again. This time, this is via Dallas. I have them taking Debo Samuel, the athletic big play threat out of South Carolina. John Gruden is a major wild card in this draft given all the needs the Raiders have. And while I already have them taking a defense alignment in a corner, I think they address the receiver position at the tail end of round one. A player like Samuel who isn't projected to come off the board until the early second round. I think this guy is worth a first round pick. His speed, his athleticism, you watch him at the Senior Bowl. He just shredded every single corner he went up against in one-on-one drills. Not only that, but he also brings kick returning ability to the table as well, which is something the Raiders are looking to identify as they continue their rebuild. 28, the Los Angeles Chargers. I have them taking another defensive tackle out of Clemson. This time, it's Dexter Lawrence. Lawrence is primarily an early down run stuffer, but he does have 
a rare combo of size and athleticism and has flashed upside and becoming a good pass rusher from the interior as well. 6'4", 350 pounds. We know the Chargers declined Corey Legit's 2019 contract option. And so finding a defensive tackle to bolster that defense under Gus Bradley, I think will be a big time need for them when it comes draft time. So I think with Christian Wilkins off the board. I think Dexter Lawrence should be given some strong consideration at 28. 29, the Chiefs. I still have them taking a safety. Deontay Thompson out of Alabama. Kansas City, they have needs all over the defense. And with Steve Spagnolo now there as DC, I expect him to try to help fix that secondary that really leaked all season in 2018. And I think... That ultimately cost him the AFC Championship game against New England. So Thompson, who comes from Alabama, you know he's a well-rounded athlete under the tutelage of Eric Berry and some help from other veterans should get him playing at a high level in his rookie season. Number 30, the Green Bay Packers via New Orleans. I have Green Bay taking Nasir Adderley, the safety out of Delaware, so I didn't change the pick from my first mock draft. I really like Adderley a lot. You know, Green Bay, they traded HaHa Clinton Dix to the Redskins, and so since then, they've known that they're going to have to target another dynamic safety that can come in and be a ball hawk and help this defense generate turnovers and just imagine a secondary there in Green Bay with Nasir Adderley to go along with Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson. That's something to get excited about for you Green Bay fans. 31, the Los Angeles Rams. I had them taking a linebacker and Mac Wilson. This time I have them taking Jalen Ferguson, the edge rusher out of Louisiana Tech. Now I know Ferguson was banned and had his combine invitation rescinded due to an incident from his freshman year, which was a fight at a McDonald's. It's as crazy as it sounds, he's not going to be able to work out or meet with NFL teams there in Indianapolis. He has been given the green light to go do medicals, which at least, I guess, is something positive to look at. But nonetheless, this guy, I think, is going to be very successful at the next level Playing under Wade Phillips there in L.A., he's going to give them another good pass rusher, especially if they are unable to bring back Dante Fowler. Ferguson should fill in very nicely. And to close out the first round, the New England Patriots at number 32 overall. I still have them taking T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end out of Iowa. We know that recent reports have indicated that Rob Gronkowski is leaning towards returning for another season. Nonetheless, New England should have a contingency plan just in case with Rob Gronkowski. Because whether he does return for another season, you know he's not going to be in the league for three, four, five more years. So New England is ultimately going to have to identify a replacement. So a guy like Hawkinson who can do it all, he can do it as a blocker, he can do it as a receiver. It just makes a lot of sense and I think he will fit seamlessly into the Patriots offense. So there you have it, my NFL Mock Draft 2.0 for you. I appreciate you listening in and look forward to providing you some more coverage 
from the Combine starting next week in Indianapolis. But until then, have a blessed weekend and take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.